Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of She's an Artist. Once again, I am your host, Sarah Brown. This week I have a very extra special guest with me today, Grammy Award winner, Sita Che. Sita is involved in an all-female mariachi band and currently plays on Broadway as a violinist. In this week's episode, we talk about how music can connect us all as artists and being a princess when we want to grow up. Also, Sita has composed new and original music for She's an Artist, which I can't wait for you guys to listen to. So sit back, relax, and this is She's an Artist. Welcome everyone, I'm here with Sita Che. Hi! For those of you who don't know her, you're now a cooler person for knowing who she is. She's probably like the coolest person we have on this show right now. <laughs> In wow, live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell everyone what you do, all the things that you do. Okay, um, so I'm a violinist, uh-huh. which um, is a very common instrument in New York music scene. <laughs> yeah, of course. However, um, I do a lot of um, different things, mm-hmm. including I am uh, an all-female mariachi band based in New York. We just won Latin Grammy last year. Oh my gosh. And um, I am also the director of Cosmopolis Collective, which is an immigrant storytelling band. And I do a lot of Broadway shows, including My Fair Lady, Carousel, Hello Dolly, Sweeney Todd, which is off-Broadway, and yeah. many other. Um, and I am also the music dir- uh, creative director of Sanju Festival, which is a Korean folk music festival held in New York. So um, we incorporate different kinds of music collaboration every year, and we just had our sixth one in Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you do a lot. You're a very busy person. I am busy. Yeah, I can't (laughs) deny that. (laughs) That's amazing. That's awesome. So what what got you into music in the first place? What made you want to start being a musician? Well, I, as long as I can remember, um, I originally wanted to become a princess. I mean, yeah, obviously, me too. <laughs> Before the royal wedding was a thing. <laughs> and I had, you know, I, as, as a lot of girls do, mm-hmm. I thought I, you know, that was my passion until I realized I have to be born a princess or mm-hmm. marry a prince. Yeah. And I kind of like, oh, I was heartbroken. I was about five. And I started taking violin lessons. And my mom showed me on TV, uh, that's what violinist is, and mm-hmm. she was a soloist, and she was wearing this beautiful gown, and, you know, getting a lot of attention, and I'm thinking, okay, that's the next closest thing to a princess, so I'm going to become that. Yeah. Little did I know what it involves, actually, and how it's actually a quite opposite of what Being a princess, a princess is. is. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, um... <laughs> I got very lucky. It hap- It just happened to be my passion later on, and then um, I think it. I I uh, have the closest talent to uh, artist industry. So yeah, 
Wow. <laughs> so you said you're involved in an immigrant storytelling band. So mm-hmm. tell me a little more about that. Yeah, so um, I before I joined mariachi band, mm-hmm. I did a lot of classical and jazz and different kinds of world music, and I toured in, on Silk Road with oh, wow. Korean folk musicians, but we would go to different countries and meet their own folk musician, and we would collaborate on the spot, and we would put concerts together. Uh-huh. And that involved like Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and Cambodia, Spain, and Russia, and all of these different countries' tradition and roots. Uh-huh. And they don't always speak the same language, but we always manage to um, understand each other through music and have this amazing connection. Mm-hmm. And I never saw them ever again. But the feeling was so precious that I it stuck to me. Those moments were one of the most beautiful moments. And time passed by, and I joined Mariachi Band. And it was all female. So it was a new discovery of being feminine and mm-hmm. um, having a voice together as yeah. female. And last year, at the Latin Grammy, I had an amazing experience um, participating not only the award itself, but we also collaborate with fellow nominee um, on TV live show Mm -hmm. uh, for the award, and we perform together. And all of those experiences together, I realized that they had the celebration, um, celebrating Latin American group, and because they, they, they appreciated each other's differences and they also appreciated their connection as a Latin American root. Yeah. Which which I feel like was it's kind of a rare thing because a lot of countries who are next to each other tends to be like very isolated. Yeah. yeah. And they don't really like each other because they have a history of fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. Even though they must they must share a lot of things in common. Like a lot of Asian countries oh yeah of course but we are not always in good terms oh yeah so I was really impressed at that aspect and they made me feel so included Mm -hmm. even though I was um, along with Steve Aoki I was the only Asian oh wow and I didn't speak any Spanish Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of I had to pull a lot of Spanish interviews (laughs) um, you know (laughs) saying I very little I'm from Korea oh yeah and that made me realize that we can make so much connection through music in America mm-hmm. um, as an immigrant because I I'm not I didn't technically lawfully immigrated here in in terms of I don't have green card I'm under a visa uh-huh. but I consider myself an immigrant mm-hmm. because I came here with dream yeah of and course story and purpose and I am part of the community yeah and I know so many people who came from different times different roots and like yourself yeah right so I wanted to incorporate my positive experiences through different cultures and Mm -hmm. having connection with those people that I didn't know I didn't speak the language of and I felt like that's what's missing in the society right now. Mm-hmm. That if we actually understood each other's story with the uh, implement of culture and music and mm-hmm. art, they would have a genuine connection and appreciation mm-hmm. to one another. And 
I have realized that diversity is not just about uniqueness of each culture, mm-hmm. but also about a commonality of each culture. Oh, of course. So I wanted to focus on that and um, write. I started writing music about um, different folk music, but I would weave it into one thing um, once I find the commonalities of all these different folk music. So um, if I found a similar rhythm form in African music and Korean music, I would bring that together so that people would kind of have this journey of, oh, they have something in common by listening to our music and our story. That's awesome. So, so like, music, art brings people together. Art is what we all have in common. Music is a common language. Like, we all speak it. I think so. And I think a lot of artists forget that. Like, Mm -hmm. we are uh, such a purist in so many ways. Yeah. In so many beautiful ways. But sometimes we forget to make that connection into a society mm-hmm. that we forget how powerful it can be in the society. So I wanted to make that message and encourage other artists to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you mostly play like classical and jazz. That's your favorite type? Of- well, I did classical for most of my life. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I studied jazz for masters, but yeah. right now what I do is literally a mix of everything mm-hmm. uh, from classical jazz to world music, mm-hmm. which means celebrating so many different traditional music of mm-hmm. each country. And when I perform, it's never just one thing. Oh, it's multiple. Just like genre. you and yeah. all of us, we are influenced by so many different things. You can't mm-hmm. just like separate. Oh yeah, you know? of course. So, yeah. Who are you heavily influenced by? Like, what uh, musicians have inspired you throughout your career? Oh, that's such a great question. <laughs> I can just go on and on and on. Do There's it. So many. I'm ready. There's uh, there are so many, mm-hmm. but uh, one that really guided me um, throughout my career and the concept of how I should be as a musician was Jeff Ballard. He mm-hmm. is a great, great jazz drummer Mm -hmm. but he is a poet and he's a storyteller on drum and you could tell that he's not just playing a drum he is playing a whole symphony Mm -hmm. and he said in the master class of NYU while I was attending (laughs) one of the students asked like how did you build this unique style and the language that you have and the communication that you have with your instrument and he said so very simple thing. He just said, I never had a real agenda. He just, I just played at the time what I was really drawn to. Then that could be a gospel music, that could be folk music, that could be um, so many different things that he was really drawn to. And he would just do that. And time to time, it just built into a one collection of who he is inside. And mm-hmm. that made him a unique and um, authentic musician. And that comforted me so much because a lot of times as a trained musician, mm-hmm. you feel like you should be doing something. Like yeah. you should be doing uh, all the chord changes, you should be mm-hmm. doing all the 
uh, intonation and vibrato. Like there mm-hmm. are so many technical things that you can get caught up. Yeah. But knowing that, like after hearing that from the master of someone that I really, really respect, like, mm-hmm. oh, so it's okay that I am doing this random mariachi music <laughs> that nobody told me to, mm-hmm. that actually I didn't know before. And then it's okay that I shift into something else that might not, that I might not actually see the real connection at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I started to weave things together as the time went by. That's great. That's amazing. So speaking of your mariachi band, so when you think of like a mariachi band, it's normally played by older men. Mm-hmm. It's an all male thing, but you have an all female mariachi band. Yeah. And so you guys embrace your femininity. It's all about that. And I think that's amazing. That's like pretty cool to take something that's normally a masculine thing and turn it into more of like a women-centered group. So tell me more about that. I am, I'm learning a lot as I go. Mm -hmm. And I um, had the privileges of talking to a lot of other mariachi masters and (laughs) um, male mariachis Mm -hmm. and... Um, also like junior mariachis oh, of different wow. cities and it's an amazing thing because I learned that it used to be male mariachi because mm-hmm. um, back in the days in Mexico females weren't allowed or like it was kind of frowned upon if they go out like at certain time like late time at a club or mm-hmm. at a party so they didn't think the female should be going about at night so that's why the male okay. thing was more prominent and but american people having a little more liberated mind, yeah so they kind of like started here in the united mm-hmm. states having well why not women they can go out at that time too so they started it first in the united states and then mexico saw it and were like oh that's actually not bad not a bad idea so they mm-hmm. retook it and recreated the whole version oh yeah it's a really beautiful thing how like it was influencing each other's mind Mm -hmm. and uh, you kind of by trying out and showcasing something you Mm -hmm. you can kind of open up people's mind so that's how it was and even though there has been so many female mariachi band now and Mm -hmm. we now have female mariachi festival oh wow california and um there has been other successful female mariachis, but we were the actually first female mariachi band to win Latin Grammy in wow. the category. And I know some male mariachi band were not happy. They were like, that's not authentic. So we are still Too in bad the for them. mission of... Yeah, know, of changing. trying to prove yourself. And sending out messages yeah. and... Uh, changing people's perception mm-hmm. and it's really rewarding when we are on stage and we could see in the audience little girl mm-hmm. or sometimes I would see Asian people like mm-hmm. oh, like I never thought mariachi is something that I could connect to and then I could see because I'm on stage they start like reimagining their connection to mariachi yeah. and um, that's a that's a really beautiful thing. That is beautiful that they're so inspired by you guys and your art and yeah. all your hard work. I think that's awesome. I think we need more of that for yeah. sure. And yeah, and it's really rewarding because I just went to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and I saw this all female bomba band, which is a uh-huh. percussion and okay. dancer thing, and 
they told me that they were so so happy to see the female mariachi, our band, that um, they felt encouraged because also the bomba thing mm -hmm. on the drum, it's frowned upon to have female drummer apparently. Really? So it's it's not just like influencing the mariachi scene, but it's just a whole. You know, oh wow perception. that's so great though it was really yeah. awesome yeah and essentially to take something from a different culture not appropriate it but you're just like paying homage to it yeah in a way that's so exactly. beautiful that's great that's yeah. a great thing you're just like on fire all the time <laughs> just doing everything and yeah, yeah well you won a Latin Grammy for your mariachi band. What was that experience like when they like called your name and you were like, oh my gosh, I just won a Grammy. This is my life now. Like, what were you feeling inside? It was, it was a big, big moment for yeah. all of us, really, because um, first of all, there's a whole different categories in Grammy and mm -hmm. Latin Grammy. And what category and did you win in? Our our category is always mar best mariachi and ranchero. Um, okay. And that el that category has never been on the telecast award. Oh wow! So usually the art more artsy ones uh -huh. uh, or jazz ones are not on the television. It's, mm -hmm. it's usually the pop music that's you know televised. Yeah. We have a separate award mm -hmm. before, like a pre um, pre ceremony or something. And we were expecting to be on that category, so we it's a whole different time and venue, so we were getting ready to go to that that part. And when they announced the whole category, because they do only announced the day of, oh. so yeah, it's like I learned a whole lot of new things that I didn't <laughs> yeah. know about. And we didn't see our category, we were like, that is so strange, because they gotta announce it at some point. Yeah. But why would they announce that on television we just like didn't think they would yeah. ever announce it on television and but we were performing on the telecast mm -hmm. with natalia lafricati who's amazing singer yeah and uh so we were just a little bit puzzled we were like okay we i guess we won't go to that ceremony we'll just get ready for the telecast and red carpet and the red carpet was crazy yeah orange heels <laughs> and it's for a few hours mm -hmm. of standing and interviewing so that was actually pretty exhausting and we were exhausted and but as soon as we got out of the red carpet the, the manager and stage director were like you gotta run you're playing like within minutes so it was very tight and our, we realized our instruments didn't arrive to the backstage so Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is a whole life of a musician all the time. And we're like, where? Because you can't carry your instrument to a red carpet. Yeah, of course. So we had someone else bring it and it didn't arrive. And we're trying to figure out, I, you know, what can we do? Um, I'm looking at other violinists in the background. Maybe I could borrow a violin from that person. We were just trying to think. And they arrived like, like two minutes before. So oh, we were, wow. Like in the nick of time. Yeah. And oh it's live gosh. television. So. You just try to do as much as you can. Yeah. And we, we pulled it through. And then as soon as we performed, they're like, you got to run because they're going to announce your category anytime soon. So <laughs> we were running in heels in so much pain. And everybody was literally sprinting yeah. from backstage to our seats. We were like 
first few rows. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, because it's television. Okay. They have sit- seat fillers. Oh. Okay. So our escort had to like kick them out. All mm-hmm. of them like ah because we have like six seven people. Mm-hmm. And so we quickly sat down on our chair and we were waiting for them to announce it. And the way they announced it, they announced our album name, album title, not our group. Mm-hmm. So we didn't like immediately think it was us. Oh. It's like, it just doesn't hit your mind. Yeah. So we just had slight pause and then we realized, oh, we won. <laughs> so we just, like literally ran up to the stage and our moms were crying. Aww, yes. It was mom. such a, yeah, Aww. like they, they were like, like trying to stop each other from crying. <laughs> it was really cute. Aww. And what's your the name of your band? Flor de Toloache. What? Flor de Toloache. Flor de Toloache. Means oh. flower of Toloache. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's really pretty. And actually, so basically, it's a flower mm-hmm. where um, they make love potion from. Oh. So the theme is like, you will fall in love with us. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's really great. Well, on that note, thank you so much for being on here. Oh, thanks so you're, much for having me. You're an amazing artist, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing. Look out for Sita Che playing everywhere, <laughs> everywhere and anywhere. Uh, you can find her on Instagram, right? Yeah. And you have a website that people can check out about all your upcoming yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and Sita is also composing music for this podcast, so Yay. listen up for that. And again, thank you so, so much for coming on, and I hope everyone has a great day, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you. So, 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 so.